In today's episode, we're speaking to Patricia Lohan. Patricia is a creator of Powerhouse and author of The Happy Home, a guide to creating a happy, healthy, wealthy life. Patricia helps women make their home magnetic to money, luck, and blessings. She shows you what you don't teach in school, what lies between the lines, your top secret tool for success. She is a feng shui expert, a healer, and a passionate female entrepreneur who has shaped her dream life living in Bali with her husband. Patricia has a gift of making feng shui simple and easy to understand and implement. Let's speak to Patricia and find out how she changed her mindset to change her life. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. We've got Patricia Lohan. Hey, Patricia. Hi, how are you? I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you, Patricia. I've been following your work and I think you are so awesome. You do what I do. You talk about money, but you do it from Feng Shui point of view, which is, I think is phenomenal. And you told people already how amazing you are, but please do introduce yourself and tell us what it is that you do. Yeah. So my name is Patricia Lohan and I help women turn their homes into magnets for money, luck and blessings using the ancient art of feng shui. Oh, wow. And you are phenomenal. I've read some of your testimonials and I read your, your journey. Your journey in itself is, uh, you know, is, is so amazing. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So, so let's start. How does a girl from Ireland get to, you know, get to live now between Bali and Greece and have this amazing lifestyle and teaching women from all over the world. So let's start from the, from the very beginning. Let's start. From yeah, there. for sure. Well, um, I'm actually from the West coast of Ireland and it is a bit bizarre that I teach feng shui, um, this amazing ancient practice, but actually I got my first books about feng shui when I was 16. Oh, and, wow. um, I, I, I have no idea how I heard about it, but we did move house 22 times growing up. Um, we moved house a lot. And one of the houses that we moved into specifically always comes into my mind because, you know, my parents' business is doing really well. Um, I'm from an entrepreneurial family and um, they their business was doing well. And we were in this kind of like small house, like just a small, like small little three bedroom house. And they ended up go- upgrading and buying a new house. And it was in like a kind of posher area. It was a really like big upgrade in our lives and we moved in and my parents business got even busier so there was more money but a lot of really tricky things happened in our lives there was a lot of illness a lot of drama a lot of things that had never ever appeared in our kind of sphere until we moved into this house and I feel like my soul was like there's something wrong with this house Mm. it was really good for money but for everything else it was pretty tricky and difficult place to live um so I kind of forgot all about that to be honest I did the feng shui like I tried to do it and my parents business I tried I got them to hire a feng shui consultant to come and do their build their business and they were like what's this woman like and um so I was into it and I feel like once I find something I'm passionate about I'm just like a hundred percent in and that was really um 
the kind of feng shui part. But as I said, I came from an entrepreneurial background. And um, while I was in school and college, I just really dreamt of living um, and having a nine to five job and being normal <laughs> um, and trying to fit into of a course, box. Normal, normal. Of course, the normal. normal. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to be like what it was no- like normal. So I went to university. I kind of then really followed that track of what everybody else was doing yeah. and stayed in that line of like, go to university, you'll get a job in corporate. I studied business studies, even though I really wanted to study psychology, I studied business because I went from that logical place of like, no, you'll never get a job with psychology. Like, what will you do? Mm. You know, there'll be no money in it. So I ended up um, studying business and and getting my degree uh, and working. I I had like one corporate job. And by the end of the corporate job, I actually like quit and came home. And my dad had just come out of retirement and bought a new business. And I said to him, I'll come help you. And um, I, I just was like, yeah, I'll come help you. So, you know, my second grade teacher always said, you know, Patricia doesn't like being told what to do. And that was definitely the truth of me in corporate. Like, oh, did not gosh, suit me yes. at all. And I had always kind of lived in a life that was quite free flowing. So it was like in my parent, like my family could do what they wanted when they wanted, like as long as they got their work, you know, the work was done. Um, so that was quite interesting. I came back and I started set up and ran a business with my dad for my parents for seven years. Oh. And it was an amazing journey but what I realized part of that journey was hey hang on a minute I'm actually fulfilling my dad's dream for him not my dream Mm -hmm. and honestly I didn't know what my dreams were I had no clue I just knew I loved traveling I loved being passionate about things and I was very passionate about the business I was running and we had an amazing successful business and I was like 24 I had 30 staff like we would have it was it had a huge reputation that we won awards like whatever I went for we got it but slowly but surely things started to shift in me so my relationship um, ended that I was in a long-term relationship was in and I thought that that was the reason I was um, not really feeling in a good Mm -hmm. place personally I was like it's the relationship so I got rid of the relationship that didn't fix it. (laughs) And I was still pretty miserable. Um, And I used to go home every Friday and cry on the couch. It was like a big joke in our family. And they'd be like, oh, there's Patricia, cry day Friday. And I'm bawling my eyes out crying on a Friday. And I couldn't tell them what was, I I couldn't verbalize. I didn't know what was wrong with me, but it was really just this kind of ache inside of me. Like you're not doing what you're meant to be doing. You're not in alignment with who you are and what your biggest, what you're meant to be doing. So I was really in this place where um, at that stage, I had no other options. Like I'd worked for six months at a corporate job. I'd run this business. I really didn't have, like I had skills, but they weren't kind of like a job worthy skills. Um, And what happened was so interesting was while I was working there, I was running like a a bar and restaurant and off license. And as I was working there, all these amazing, interesting people started coming in. So my first yoga teacher, my first life coach, my first friend who was into astrology and all the kind of spiritual arts, they all started coming in as customers to the business. And I started making friends with them and getting to know them and started doing the workshops and getting really into it. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the behind, so I started going to yoga and on my first yoga class, I sat at the class and um, Dave, my teacher, he'd come into the for lunch one day and I said, you teach yoga, don't you? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I have a class this evening. I was like, okay, I'll see you there. And I walked to the class, I sat in and I sat down and he said to the class, he goes, close your eyes and this is an hour for you. 
and the tears rolled down my face. This is an hour for you. I was like, what? I've never given myself an hour. Mm. I'm like, you know, fulfilling someone else's dream, running the business, everything. It's all about everyone else. So it was really profound. That so profound. And, um, that got me into this whole world of spirituality and it just kind of opened me up like this like a whole new world hour, a whole mm-hmm. new world but I had no idea that this would be lead to where I was going or what was going to mm-hmm. unfold for me my life was um you know very much plotted out you know I lived in my hometown I had a beautiful you know BMW car I had a Seaview apartment like you know I was kind of like you know great job like it all just looked perfect but it was I was a mess on the inside and mm-hmm. um, so all of these spiritual things started coming in and I started really getting into it and my parents went away on holidays and this was a huge trigger point they went on holidays to Australia to visit my sister and when they came back they and um, you know the customers and that were like oh it must be so sad leaving her so far away in Australia my mom was like no you know what she's so happy she's mm. so happy and I remember her looking around and seeing me and being like, she's happy in Australia, but this one in front of me is not happy. Yeah. And, you know, a parent's goal is that your children are yeah. happy. Mm. And um, and I something tweaked in her and she said to me, um, I think it was like a day or so, like, she was, I think you need to leave. And out of my mouth popped something that nobody expected and neither did I. I'm going to India to become a yoga teacher. <laughs> and they were like, What? <laughs> So I literally quit the job. I wrote off my car. I got rid of all of my clothes, 35 pairs of shoes, decluttered the shoes, decluttered all my clothes, everything, all the designer bags, the whole lot went. And I had a rucksack on my back and I went to India thinking I was going for a month to India and I was going to travel the world. The world and universe had very different plans for me. I got to India. I started my yoga teacher training and I stayed in India. I ended up, oh, I ended up going to Nepal, coming back, training mm-hmm. in sound healing. And just kind of let go. I just trusted and started like every day magic unfolded. Like every single day I would meet someone or I'd learn something new. And I ended up training in sound healing um, and doing all of these, um, learning all these modalities, becoming a Reiki master. Like just, it was uh, just this, you know, spiritual awakening in in India, which is like so kind of, you know, cliche. Cliche. Yeah, but it's so cliche. But it was just the truth. Like it was just a place where I had like let go of everything. And really every day I had no idea what I was going to do for a job. And I had this um, little I remember having this little um, Buddhist mantra um, little uh, card and I'd written all of these affirmations on it um, Louise Hay affirmations on mm. it and one of the affirmations that I said oh, hundreds of times over because I was so unclear what I was doing um, was I work at a job I truly enjoying uh, enjoy doing working with people I love who love me expressing my creative talents every day um, and then when I got back to Ireland and, and to Europe I was like and get really well paid for it <laughs> because I was really in a spiritual place of just being like oh, I'll live on air like whatever <laughs> <laughs> you know so and I pretty much I honestly have no idea like I had a loan from the bank when I went to India like it wasn't like I had loads of money or this loan I just like money just happened and things unfolded um and I ended up magically meeting a man who became my supplier for um Buddhist art and then for Tibetan bowls and coming back to Ireland and kind of setting up doing that 
But that mantra, you know, it it didn't it didn't define like it didn't say what I was going to be doing in my job. Have to how many hours? It didn't. It was just that energy of like doing what I loved, expressing my creative talents, um, with people I love and and enjoying it. Yeah. Um, which is not what I didn't enjoy the old job, but or my old work. But this was like I want to be doing my soul's work. Um, and I've never really heard of that philosophy. You know, like doing what your soul wants. Like, (laughs) hello, whatever. You just needed to pay. You know, pay the bills pay the bills. So I got back to Ireland and um, it, and I was back in my hometown and I woke up one day and I said, I'm going to Dublin. And my parents were, my mom and dad were really supportive. But my mom was like, you know, okay, if you think you need to go. And I had all the Buddhist art hanging in my dad's restaurant. It was so weird. Um, and just like, you know, trying to sell a few things that I bought in India and Nepal and was just like doing, and people were like, when are you starting the yoga classes? And I started a few teaching yoga classes. But what I discovered was really the yoga physically opened me up Mm. it physically opened me it opened me and it allowed all the other things to come in so I started like channeling and doing card readings for people and people like how do you know that about me and I'm like it's just the cards like it was I I had no ownership I didn't I didn't have any response it wasn't my I didn't feel like it was me it was like just sure you you pick those cards this is what it said in the cards they're like Patricia, the cards are pictures. And I'm like, yeah, but this is the message. And mm-hmm. um, so it just like was this real intuitive opening. Um, and if so, basically yeah. what I'm hearing is that journey allowed you to tap into your inner intuition, your inner inner gifts, which up until that yeah. time had been lay, laying dormant. And that's probably the reason why you were so unhappy. And I said yeah. this because I can so absolutely relate to it because I come from a corporate background and I'm working in banking finance. I remember being miserable. I mean, I can't tell you, Patricia, how how awful it was from the outside it seemed very glamorous they're banking finance and lawyer and money and, high, and I didn't make a lot of money and I did buy you know expensive stuff but inside I was miserable right yeah and that's and then you going to India shows me that that's a calling that you answered and all your gifts one by one began to open up literally and that's so beautiful how long were you in India for so I was there for the guts of a year oh wow um, for what yeah for the guts of a year um and I traveled loads of India and Nepal um, and then, um, yeah, and it definitely was, it was a magical place. And I think that, you know what, I don't think that people need to go to India to have a spiritual awakening. No. I feel like it was a country that called me, like I had been to India before and I no word of a lie the first time I got there, when I put my feet on the ground, I felt a sense of home mm. and it's like so obscure. It's like this. And it's the same, I feel also that's the same part of like when I started te- learning feng shui and really diving into feng shui again, it was just, it just came so naturally to me. Mm. Like just being in India felt really good so it's like that home energy was really important so it's like wherever you can find that place that feels safe and feels good and you know it's like India safe like honestly I feel so safe I feel so safe when I'm there all the time Mm -hmm. and I was there on my own you know single woman traveling there um now when I got back to Ireland you know I said oh I'm gonna come back and do this thing and I really still had no clue um and my and I said I'm gonna go to Dublin So they were like, okay. And I went up to Dublin and basically kind of set up a few things and went and decided I'm moving here. And my my friends met me for lunch. I had a few friends who lived in Dublin, maybe like three or four friends. And we went for dinner. And they said, I said, I'm moving to Dublin. And they were like, oh, great, that's amazing. And I was like, well, they're like, where are you going to live? I said, I don't know. How are you going to get around? I don't know. What are you going to do? I don't know. Probably teach some classes. Like I really was just, I have no idea, but it feels like this is what I'm meant to be. And no, seriously, at that table, one of them said to me, you can stay in my spare room. I have a small single box room. You can take that. The other one said, 
I have a bicycle. I'll give you the bicycle. And another guy I met that day was looking for someone to manage his studio. And he said I could manage the yoga studio for him, just a few rooms. And he would give me free rent on my yoga rooms. So I had a space to teach yoga in. I had a bed to sleep in and I had a bicycle to get around in, um, just handed to me. Um, and that was the start of it. I moved to Dublin and um, I started doing presentations and talks. And the first day I did the sound healing, I was literally just sharing this the other day on my own podcast. First day I did a sound healing training, a woman came to me and said, can you teach me how to do this? I want to do this. The first day, some, another man turned, can, can you sell me these bowls? And I was like, yeah, okay. So that business just, it came to me. Like I just showed up and all of the, the, the that all unfolded. Um, and that started with this practice then of like me then eventually getting the money together to get my own apartment. When I got my own apartment um, and kind of had a practice going like people, I got known as the singing bowl girl and doing my business. And I had no intention of ever doing feng shui or living in Bali or any of it. Like I always loved travel, but I, it was like mad. Um, and I um, set my apartment up for love. I remembered the feng shui. I said, I've moved into this new apartment. I'm going to set it up to call in the man. I'm ready. I have a kind of a business like going, you know, I was living and, you know, grow, the business was growing. I did a lovely practice. I had lovely friends. It was just all kind of starting. And I said, I'm ready to meet the man. And um, within a few months of me setting up my apartment, I met my now husband, Ken, and he had this beautiful house that I came to visit up here in the mountains. Um, and I walked around, I said, he's feng shui this place. I just knew. And he had done loads of different feng shui things around his house. And um, we just laugh about it because a few months later I moved in and we both decided, I said, I want to do this feng shui. I want to dive in deeper. Um, and he was like, I do too. So we both went off and did like really deeper training in feng shui and did it for our own house. And honestly, before our own eyes, magic happened. Like we we had a big windfall of money that helped us like finish the house. We had like, I got a new car, I got a car from me cycling around on a bicycle to be able to afford a new car to like amazing, amazing, magical things. So I was just doing that at a personal interest, to be honest. It was like a little, you know, I love this. I'm going to do it. I have my own business over there going on. And um, what happened was my clients, I would be working with my clients saying to them, hey, tell me about, tell me, or I'd be tuning in to like clearing trauma or anxiety mm -hmm. or what was going on in their past lives or who knows what it was. And they were like, what's going on? How, how long have you lived in your house? What's going on with this? What's in your kitchen? Tell me about your bedroom. And they were like looking at me like a 10 heads. They were like, what is this to do in my healing session? And I was like, no, I, I think there's something with your house. So they were doing all this amazing energy, mm. amazing stuff for themselves, but their house hasn't changed. The energy of their house hasn't changed. So that's where it kind of happened was I started doing consultations for my clients. Um, and the travel part is kind of the funniest bit because when I married Ken here, I really thought this is it. We're going to live here in Ireland in this house um, and, you know, just settle and that will be it. You know, and I still have my business and, you know, you know we're happy out. We hadn't really talked about the future. We always laugh. We're like, we never talk about the future. We were just like, we're just happy. We're in love. We're going to get married. We had no conversation about any of that. And then we were cooking the dinner one evening. And, and I said to him, we we're like, well, we have to go on honeymoon. Where will we go? And um, he had been to India before and I had too. And we were like, well, we go back to India. We'll go to India together. And um, I was like, oh God, like, because I, you know, for me, it's like the quality over the quantity of the places. Like I like spending time there. And like, it, I've always spent like longer length of times there. So I was like, oh geez, we can't go for like a week or two. That's useless. So we're like, well, maybe we'll go for a month or two. And then we're like, well, maybe we'll just go for like, I don't know, that, but we want to go here and here and here. We're like, well, maybe we'll go for six months. Maybe we'll just go. And Ken turned to me and he's like, Trisha, I've always wanted to live in a different country. 
like this is after we were <laughs> pretty much engaged and everything and I was like oh my god amazing so we sh- we basically got married we headed off to India thinking we were going to be there for several months and after like a month and a half which and it actually didn't really go as flowing as we had done in the past which is so funny for me it had flowed on my own and for Ken but both of us together was a bit like this doesn't seem the right fit and we kept meeting this guy who was live who'd lived in Ubud in Bali and he was like go to Bali 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 so we're like okay and we hopped on a plane we got to Bali and um, we went to look for a house for a month. We found this lovely house at the swimming pool. I know you're, um, well, I'm in Ireland. If you have a swimming pool in Ireland, you're made. It's like you're Yes, missing. yes, like, yeah. oh, same, like, same thing in England, same, <laughs> same thing. Like, swimming pool, like, oh my God. So we found this beautiful house in the swimming pool for like so beautiful house in the jungle and everything. And the guy was like, this is going to, you need to take, like, um, we were like, okay, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. And he goes, minimum six months. And we actually had just thought we were coming for a month without even talking to each other. We both went, okay. <laughs> and we stayed. And, and that then led to me kind of going, well, my business was all in person doing sound bowls and we'll, uh, we'll do this feng shui online. And Ken had done it as well. He got into coaching. He, he thought he was going to get work and we just thought this is it. So and um, since then, we've lived in Bali. For, we've lived we've in Bali. We've lived in New York. And we've lived in Greece. Um, and we've done loads of other travel. But um, and we've been back. We're back in Ireland right now. Um, but yeah, it's been an amazing adventure. <laughs> wow. And I, I've just kept I just kept quiet listening to like like you know just absorbing the whole journey that you've been through. I mean, I have a couple of questions because we we we, we are coming to the end. You know, how do you you know? how do you trust I know how I do it but I think again one of the questions that would be coming to everybody who's listening at the moment is great Patricia that sounds amazing but you must have had a lot of courage to just trust and take a loan out and go to India when you did all by yourself and that being a woman too especially with the things we hear about India Pakistan yeah. you know that it's not safe for women how did you go and how did you allow yourself to you know to make that decision and have the gumption to stick to it so, you know, where does the mindset come for that? You know, what? Well, one of the things that my mom used to say always to me was like, she'd have her coat on before we'd even talk about going somewhere. So I just, first of all, love adventure. Mm. Um, I think that, to be honest, for me, I didn't really have any other options. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I could just mm. have got a job like as a barmaid or a bar manager or something. And, and it felt right. You know, it was, it came from within, it came from a part of me that had a deep knowing. And I think mm. this is a big part, a big part of this was I was doing that kind of spiritual work and I was yeah. getting more connected to source and I was slowing down a little bit. I was giving myself an opportunity to slow down and listen. And that's when the that kind of desire came up. And yep. I was on a retreat, actually. And this is a really good tip for people who are listening, going, but how? But why? But what? Um, I was on a retreat with my sister um, a few months before that. And um, the, the retreat owner had written a book called... Um, I don't know if you allow cursing on your podcast, but it's F star star K it. So um, that's the name of the book. It's the spiritual path to getting everything you want. Mm. And basically it was like effort. Mm. If you want to go go traveling, want to quit your job, go. And it's that idea that like, there's always a net. And I think that we have to really, and, and I, it's like new level, new devil. Like at that time, I really had nothing to lose. Like, you know, it was the car was gone. I wasn't working. I didn't want to work in the job anymore. Like this sounded fun and give it a go. And I think that's one of the things It's just like, you have to give that like effort and just give it a go. Yeah. Um, 
and then trust that inside of you, you have a wisdom, an inner knowing that knows more and has a bigger dream and vision for you. Like that version of me in Galway had a back then had no idea of the capacity of magic that was available for me. And even when I married Ken, I had no idea of the capacity of magic that was available for both of us. And I swear the other day I said to him, I was like, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. Like, I feel like this is just the beginning. The beginning. And yeah. the beginning, like every day is a new beginning and a new opportunity. So that trusting thing is something that we have to, and I think that one part is like, you, you don't all, like, as I said, you don't have to quit your job and go to India, take a day off. Go out in nature, take some space, like try and come back and connect inside to who you are, to that version of what, what is calling you, what's being presented to you. Like, you just don't know. Like, I have no idea that that 16 year old that opened that book about feng shui was going to be here teaching it now and teaching thousands of women all over the world and getting like mind blowing results, results that I could never have even considered available for people. You, you know, it's just, um, it, it's amazing. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Patricia. We're going to have to have you back for our money talkie segment. So you have to come and yes. teach us something about Feng Shui or something else, which is going to be exciting, of course. Mm-hmm. So we will invite Patricia back. But tell us for now, Patricia, where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? Yeah, you can find me at patricialogan.com. Um, I have um, a podcast called Live Your Dreams Awake because I'm all about living your dreams awake, even if they're dreams you don't know. Um, so I'm at patricialogan.com and you can follow me on Instagram or on Facebook. I just love, I've loads of tips and guides to help people um, with the practice of feng shui that really for me is the missing piece of the manifesting jigsaw. Perfect. Thank you so much. And for those who are actually listening to this through our podcast, we will have all the links for Patricia up in the show notes. So you can go and check there. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the down below and it will be in the description section as well. Thank you so much, Patricia, for being such an amazing guest and such an amazing story. We haven't actually discussed how to, and we'll do that in the next segment on the Money Talkies another time, but we will have you back. For those watching, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being with us. I will be back on another Money Talkies, no, <laughs> no, Friday feature. I'll be back on another Friday feature segment talking to another amazing guest, talking about their journey, how they changed their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.